song of harvest home, all be safely gathered in, ere the winter storms begin. God our Maker doth provide for our wants to be supplied. Come to God's own temple, come, raise the song of harvest home. All the world is God's own field, fruit unto his praise to yield. Wheat and tares together sown, unto joy our sorrow grown. First the blade and then the ear, then the full corn shall appear. Lord of harvest, grant that we wholesome grain and pure may be. For the Lord our God shall come and shall take his harvest home. From his field shall in that day all offenses purge away. Give his angels charge at last in the fire the to cast, but the fruitful ears to store in his garner evermore. Even so, Lord, quickly come to thy final harvest home. Gather thou thy people in, free from sorrow, free from sin. There forever purified, in thy garner to abide. Come with all thine angels, come. Raise the glorious harvest home. We begin today in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near at the true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Let us now pause for reflection on God's word and for self-examination. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, Confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. 
And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Old Testament reading for this evening is from Deuteronomy, the 8th chapter. The whole commandment that I command you today you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these forty years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these forty years. Know then in your heart that, as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and by fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs, flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. And you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle is from First Timothy, the second chapter. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 17th chapter. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the gospel of the Lord. 
Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit who gives and who strengthens our faith. The words for our sermon this evening are from 1 Timothy chapter 2 that we have just read. We are entering tonight into what is commonly referred to as the holidays. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Day. They get bunched together for various and many reasons. One, because they are so close together. For many families separated by significant distances, there is only the opportunity to get together on one occasion, not all three. And so on that one opportunity, all the holidays are celebrated. That's an innocent reason. But another reason they get clumped together really isn't so innocent. This time becomes the holidays in order to avoid references to Christianity. The world of today doesn't want to offend anyone, doesn't want to tout one religion over another, doesn't want to give any impression that only one religion holds the truth. Thankfully, the Apostle Paul, guided by the Holy Spirit, was not one of those people. On this Thanksgiving, we thank God that he sent his Holy Spirit to Paul to write the truth of the gospel and to do so in no uncertain terms, that there is one way to eternal life, by grace, through faith, in Jesus Christ. And so on this day of thanksgiving, we thank God for the one mediator between God and man, Jesus Christ. On this day of thanksgiving, we thank God for the ransom paid by this one mediator, Jesus Christ. And also, on this day of thanksgiving, we thank God that this ransom paid is paid for all by Christ. For all. Even for those who not only insist on taking Christianity out of the holidays, but also for those who completely reject Christ as Savior and reject the salvation that comes through his blood shed on the cross. Look at the clear message of God's word in 1 Timothy, the last two verses of what we have, plus uh, two more verses that I'm going to read as well. I'm going to read 1 Timothy 2, verses 3 through 6. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. This is where that little world word, all, is critical in correctly understanding this passage. God desires that all be saved. And these verses tell us 
there certainly is no truth to the teaching by some that God chooses to condemn certain people. The work of the cross is sufficient for all. The father proclaims the death of his son on the cross to be adequate payment for all sins of all people for all time. The ransom is paid. The fact is, some reject the benefits of the ransom being paid. It's much like when playing the game Monopoly. It's one of my favorite games as a kid. Uh, But in Monopoly, there is this part about how one uses the get-out-of-jail-free card. You see, late in the game, when all the properties are purchased and every move results in either landing on property that you already own or landing on the opponent's property and having to pay them rent, you find a reason to reject using the get-out-of-jail-free card. You would rather be in jail. You'd rather be in jail because it saves you money. In the game, it makes a lot of sense. And yes, some people... Many people, in fact, will refuse to use the way into eternal life free card, which is given to us by living by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And instead, they end up choosing to suffer eternally in real life. That never, never makes sense. We know it's foolish, and yet, we also know it indeed happens. These are important truths, and we give thanks for them. God's word in tonight's epistle urges us to do something based on the truths of this part of scripture. One, we are to pray. And we are to pray with certain thoughts in mind. It tells us that there should be supplications. That is, our request for our needs, such as our health, our safety, our security. And then we also are to pray with intercessions. That means we are to pray not only for our own needs, but the needs of others. And this is where the word all, which is present again in this part of the, of the, of the scripture, verse 2, That little word, all, is critical. You see, we are to intercede on behalf of not only our brother and sister in Christ, but also our enemies, and intercede for them. And we are certainly to intercede for unbelievers. And the reason, the reason for this type of prayer is given. It says in the text that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified. Now, godly, not good. Godly. And notice the pronoun we. Again, we incorporates all people. Again, even the unbeliever. And the term godly is also very critical. A godly life, you see, is not just good, but it is a life pleasing to God. Let me read from Romans chapter 8, 
for you to emphasize this. Romans 8, verses 6 through 8. God's word says this, For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. And then this, indeed it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So you see, our intercessions must include prayer for salvation of those who are not yet believers, so that they too can lead godly and God-pleasing lives in the faith. And this is the reason this epistle is important during this Thanksgiving and Christmas season. You may find yourselves among those who do not believe. And certainly some of them may be ones that you love or that members of your family may love. Pray for them. Intercede for them. And also, as we are urged throughout all of Scripture, be disciples of Christ. Don't be afraid. Be disciples of Christ with these people in mind. And you know what? That may even include proclaiming the comfort of the salvation that you have through Christ. And through his blood shed for you. There's no doubt. You know they, the unbelievers, they are in great need. And don't doubt. The Holy Spirit will provide for you as you disciple to them. And so I urge you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, this Thanksgiving and Christmas season, to offer supplications prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings for all people, as it says in our text tonight. For Christ himself gave himself as a ransom for all people to come to a knowledge of the truth. Have a blessed Thanksgiving. Amen. Let us now pray together the words our Savior taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. 
See?